Drew Belper, the T1 Brass, Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio is a contributor to Knockgraphs and CBSSports.com. Uh, .com's Ion Baseball, I think it's called. Ion Baseball sounds familiar. His name is Dane Perry. He's also the he's also the author of three books, perhaps uh, one of them serviceable, one of them more than serviceable. His name continues to be Dane Perry. As I record this introduction, uh, it is presently uh, in the 4 p.m. area, the late afternoon in the, uh, America's Midwest. Dane Perry himself is likely en route from Chicago, Illinois, from Chicago, Illinois to Omaha, Nebraska. That's the case. And it's also possible that you, the listener, are listening to this yourself as you travel for the Thanksgiving holiday. Let's, Dane Perry, let Dane Perry help you with your travels. This is not always fun, traveling from one place to another. It's a very busy time. It sounds like there's some snow at certain parts of the United States. It's not fun, but let Dane Perry be with you. He'll be your companion for the next hour, at least, and maybe help to ease whatever boredom or troubles you might have. And uh, listen, between two people, boredom and troubles, uh, they're rampant these days. And probably probably have been other days as well, but these days they continue to be rampant, and that's a fact. Listen, if you are a sort of person, what I want to say now is if you're the sort of person who's come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in that site's electronic pages, prepare to be disappointed by what follows. We do, let me tell you what, we do offer excellent uh, episodes of this podcast with David Dave Cameron, for example, the managing editor of Fangraphs, who uh, has occasion every Monday to analyze all baseball. That's excellent. Uh, we also have had recently conversations with some of our prospect writers, like the, uh, not the least of which is Nathaniel Stoltz, who could talk a blue streak about base uh, about baseball prospects. No idea what that means, but um, I think you do. Um, he'll talk uh, talk a, a blue streak about prospects. Maybe we also do a periodic conversation with uh, real baseball players. I did that quite a bit during the season. Um, and the forthcoming episode I would appear to feature Ed Lucas, not only um, not only a, a major league player, but also uh, but also a former student of an Ivy League university. Um, if that's uh, if he could still call Dartmouth an Ivy League University. Anyway, that's all I mean to say. Uh, it's a conversation. You know who Dane Perry is. If you don't, you're probably living with your head in the sand, which um, is dangerous for a number of reasons. So d- stop it now. Sangraf Audio. My guest is Dane Perry, and it begins right now. I'm excited, Dane. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Yeah. 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 You know what I take some comfort in, though? What's that, Cecilia? Knowing that, you know, you haven't necessarily had time for Fangraphs Audio, but that you haven't made time for any other podcasts along the way either. <laughs> for me, that's that's the good thing, is to say that your first priority at all times is Fangraphs Audio. That yeah. Yeah. Yep, the king of podcasts. It's often been called. Yes, yes, hasn't it? Yeah, and that, you, but that you would not, you would not necessarily make room for another rogue podcast along the way. Hmm. Let me tell you something, Sestouli. Oh, what? What's that? Yeah, yeah. My f-ing business. Oh, oh, someone's 
fucking business. Yeah. When I what I do away from this podcast, mm-hmm. which is the overwhelming majority of my life, is my fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I want to, if I want to, uh, yeah. Uh, see, I can't even think of an example of something outrageous. Uh, if I want to launch a uh, a cyber attack and get fan graphs on my own time, okay, and that's what I'll do. I don't know if you should do that though, and I don't. I mean, first of all, we don't need to worry. I think that's the. <laughs> they, that's yeah. That's, that's a fair. That's yeah. main. That's point number one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You barely. Uh, you barely know how to turn a computer on. I think we can say that's. Yeah. No, I mean, you, I mean, you know how to turn a computer. I've seen you do that before. I have a Commodore VIC twenty. <laughs> did you ever have a? Uh, did you ever have a Commodore day? A Commodore sixty four? I did not. I was an I was an Apple guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, from the outset, I had an Apple two E was my first computer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. My family uh, in the mid eighties. Yes. The time, <laughs> uh, um, a time when men had no sideburns. Right. Yes. <laughs> the um, sad time it was. Yeah, we uh, um, we had uh, we had an Apple II C. Okay. Yeah, that was that was that would uh, had that internal disk drive, which was way cool. I did a lot of work with, and maybe you did too. You were a little bit older than me, though, so you would have been a little bit older, obviously, at that time. I did a lot of work with sex. Sorry, what's that? I was already having sex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I did a lot. I was doing a lot of work on my uh, my Apple IIc with edutainment software. Uh, that sort of rings a bell. You ever do any? You ever do any work with edutainment? I, I was probably having sex by the time that started. <laughs> okay. That came okay. <laughs> but I, I think I encountered the word. Oh yeah. yeah. So maybe for you, maybe for you, uh, edutainment. An example of edutainment software would have been Leisure Suit Larry. Oh. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at the time you were playing that. I was having sex in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. you know. Yeah. Go ahead. What yeah. um, <clears throat> what sort of what I mean, what make and, and model are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh, probably like an '84 Toyota. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if it had the word "bird" in it. Because a lot of times, if you're going to try and have <laughs> have sex with a lady, you want to make sure that bird is in the the model part of the car. It was a 1981 Camaro Action Bird. <laughs> action. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Right. That's a limited edition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They well, only made millions. Yeah. yeah. And if if you're if you're short on time, you can just call that a limited edition, and then yeah. just get the hell out of town. Yeah. Yeah. After you peel out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang! It's great to talk to you. Stoli. How's two... how's, uh, how's America Junior? <laughs> you know, Dane, it's uh, it is too bad that we haven't had a podcast because I could have related to you uh, uh-huh. some health problems I was having. I know how much you like to hear about those. I do enjoy <laughs> discussions of health problems. Yeah. But... Yeah. I had a number of them. I had uh, I so I had an ear infection ever since I moved to Paris, France. Okay. All I right. got one upon arrival, and uh, um, because um, because I'm conditioned to the American system, I decided not to seek treatment be, for fear for the for, for the fears of how much it would cost. 
right? Fear of being bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it turns out that we we bought this sort of like traveler's health care, and actually it just covers everything. And then also um, the medication here is nearly free, it it turns out. And so I had one week of an antibiotic, and that didn't work. And then I had a second week of a of a steroid by mouth and administered um, in, uh, into my ear canal, uh, okay. and that had some effect but not excellent effect. And then I went on a second more powerful antibiotic and also an ear antibiotic that finally cleared everything up and also gave me a little bit of diarrhea. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I and so. Take- so I said to um, – here's a joke I had uh, last week when I was having diarrhea, you know? Yeah. Is uh, I, said, I, said, I said to my wife, I said, Kelly, what's her name? I said, do you think I suffer more from diarrhea presently or from logorrhea? Ah. Yeah. 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 yeah I get and, it. And uh, 50-50 was, I think, her basic answer. Mostly okay. she was upset because I asked the question loudly in public. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she did not care for that. At least you asked it in English. Correct. I did, yeah, right. See? Jesus, the, li- the language in which Jesus spoke. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. You believe it. Yeah, people do, People say, oh, no, he spoke something else. You know what I say? Read a Bible. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in English. Mm-hmm. And they have in the red letter edition, you can see his words in English. Yep. Yeah. What are you uh, What are you eating there? Do you have a snack? Or? I'm uh, preparing to warm up some leftover pizza. Oh, what do you think about that? I think I'm really excited for what's going to happen. What kind of pizza are we working with? A uh, little spinach and red pepper. Okay. All right. Now, this is a, is this a, a, like a DiGiorno-style homemade pizza? Is it? Uh, did you uh, get delivery? F***ing tombstone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, uh, from the homemade pizza company, which I adore. Okay. Uh, even though it's overpriced. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they like make the pizza and you take it home and cook it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, it's just delicious pizza. It's just delicious. Um, that thing you just said, fucking tombs, fucking tombstone, yeah. bro. That would be a good thing to actually put on your real tombstone, <laughs> real tombstone. That would be. Famous last words. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Especially if I go before my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they were so proud. Because they would love that. Yeah, yeah. they would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what, what, I'm trying to think, you know, I'm trying to think of a way to match your story there about your health problems. I don't know if I can do that. Um, uh, you know what I did, actually? Uh, you, um, you, we are, uh, we're not friends in real life, but on Facebook we are. That's and, right. Yeah. And uh, I noticed uh, within the last month, you well, here, all right, so here's a bad... I wasn't even aware you went on there. I thought you just had a dummy account. I do a, I do to promote my own work, and then I get out as quickly as I can. Right. Well, that's, yeah. that's probably yeah. what I do. So. The, um, no, but I noticed you posted something, uh, drink drink more, something like drink more to stay healthy or something like that. I joined that Facebook group, yes. Yeah, what was this called? Drink more, live harder or something? Drink more to, I don't know, but it's something that justifies a lot of drinking. Yeah. Well, because they well, uh, drinking of red wine, not not, not drinking of anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they uh, they have, there are a number of posts on that whatever that site to which you subscribe regarding the J curve. Uh-huh. Are, are, are you familiar with the J curve now? Uh, I'm about to be. I think. Yeah, this is a curve where uh, it it uh, plots it plots um, glasses of uh, drinks per day. 
it might be glasses of red wine. It might not be. The the, the jury's still out on this. Um, but uh, it plots um, drinks per day versus uh, susceptibility to heart disease. Okay. And the reason it's a J-curve is because between one and five drinks, or one and four drinks, it actually goes – your incidence of – the incidence of heart rate drops actually. Correct. Yeah. Yes. That's what you learned. You learned that. I did, yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, that uh, again, I think it's in reference only to red wine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, in fact, I did a little bit more reading. Okay. <laughs> You're seeking to justify your lifestyle habits through this too, correct? No, 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 no. It was actually just on that site. They said, uh, well, we don't know that for a fact. Uh, okay. It might just be drinks. Yeah. Fair enough. Might okay. just be drinks, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but, that's good uh, news, though, it's great news. It's great news. Yeah, yeah. It's great news. Yeah, it's great news. The J curve. Now let me get to the next question here. Have you joined that group? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I, I have zero, whatever affiliation so far as that's concerned. Okay. To me, they're a little bit like tattoos. Once you, you know, once you get one, once you, yeah. once you join one, you keep joining them. And, and how do you know the one you did is the best one? You know. Uh, so I, I don't get involved in that. Hope you die, bro. Okay, fair enough. I will die. I promise you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the on the drinking front. Yeah. Oh, tell me. Uh, I have switched exclusively to red wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I no longer drink beer, Sicily. Curious. And how do you how are you feeling about it? I feel good. I'm okay. better to uh, to moderate. Okay. And, uh, I have encountered a study which I will share with you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Since we are, uh, yeah, we are sort of the uh, Algonquin Roundtable of drinking studies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that suggests pretty much you can drink as much red wine as you want. Yeah. Oh, this is a good study. And those, and that the uh, the studies that suggest a level of harm from drinking too much alcohol are confined to beer and liquor. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, in fact, as we're as we're talking, because you know it's uh, later in the day where I am. Not that it matters, but it's uh, later in the day where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm presently enjoying a Cote de Rhone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a red wine, and I'm uh, um, uh, it's only it costs less than two euros if you can wrap your mind around that. That's cheap. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That's, I uh. Drink a good bit of boxed wine from Target. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, so in this certainly in the states, I do I do a lot of work with boxed wine. Uh, for huh. Trader Joe's, uh, typically you can get a pretty good deal. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I buy a lot of wine from there in Costco. Yeah. 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 Do it. Yeah. You're basically you're basically helping yourself by doing it. I'm saying that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's good information. First, go to, uh, talk, I'm talking eating. <laughs> um, tomorrow we will drive to my, um, oh, let me get this crust down first. Okay, okay, okay. Now, do you have a beverage of any description? That's some coffee. Interesting. So, a little pizza and coffee. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right, so tomorrow we're driving to Omaha. Yes. With my fair in-laws. Okay. Who are lovely people. Omaha and is the home of the um, 
the famous Omaha is the home of the famous Omaha World Herald. Yes, um, a employee-owned newspaper. Yes, which features uh, detailed obituaries. Detailed obituaries, which you which you enjoy. You know what? I, you know what? You know what? No one's dying from, and in those obituaries is too much red wine. That's right. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, you Which could one? pour you could pour over those yeah. uh, your entire life. You know what and a lot of people are dying from though in Omaha? Sadness. French earaches. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Except the French earache is not actually just an earache in France. It's a lot dirtier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Swear balls grow out of your ear. <laughs> yeah, you whoops. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's 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 uh um people will notice that. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. You have a little bit of a testicle coming out of your ear, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're leaving tomorrow, Tomorrow, it sounds like. Yeah, leave tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly traveling in snow, Sistuli. Yeah. Keep an eye on this developing situation. Yeah, the situation developing. Now, in yeah. fact, um, you, so we're... And I wasn't through in my original point. I know, I'm going back to a previous point, which is to say that we're recording this on a Monday... It's going up on a Tuesday, Dane. So, so in fact, when people are listening to this, it's possible that you are, you will already be dead. Right. <laughs> I will already be consumed by a fiery crash, mm-hmm. an auto crash. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. So he is going to uh, my father-in-law. That is. Yeah. Who was uh, a drinking man? Yes, like that guy. He. Uh, he tends to be of the belief that wine is for dinner. Okay. Like, if you sit down in front of the TV and drink wine, it is odd. So he's going to be struck by this new path of mine. Mm. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Are you going to introduce him to your studies? <clears throat> uh, he won't care. Okay. Um, I will say this, though. We uh, uh, last, was it Christmas or Thanksgiving we were there? Either way, holiday. Uh, he went to Tiger Tom's bar to play Kino. Uh, okay. That's great. Yeah. With his buddies. And I was his designated driver. Hmm. And his wife, uh, my mother-in-law, yeah. was in the impression, well, uh, you know, uh, it's, there was a conversation going on while we were there. My wife goes, uh, where's Dane? And, uh, my mother-in-law said he's driving Mike back from Tiger Tom's. Yeah. And my wife said something like, oh, is dad going to drink that much this early? Because it's like 11 or something. In the morning? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And his his wife goes, my mother-in-law goes, oh, he only has three beers when he's there. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, back at Tiger Tom's. Back at Tiger Tom's. Yeah. He does have his three beers. Yes, and? Then he proceeds to have more shots than I can count. <laughs> In the interest of keeping truth. <laughs> and how old is this gentleman? 85. Well, he can, I mean, he's already, he did it already. Yeah, right. yeah I mean, the damage is done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, this is, wow, that's. He was, uh, he was giving me uh, directions on a shortcut on the way back. Oh. Yeah. And here's my impression of. Driving down, oh, I guess it was Dodge Street. Yeah. And we happen upon a turn we're supposed to make. <laughs> okay, it's up here in a second. Turn! Turn! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. And so, so he had a number drinks. He had a number of drinks. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lovely man. No, where does he where does that where does that end up on the J curve, do you think? Uh the the top end, I guess. <laughs> the top, yeah. He's, he's, he's the very top data point. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's actually, he's actually, uh, most days he's pretty moderated. He held like two, three maybe. Yeah. But, uh, some days he'll, uh, he'll take care of business. Yeah. He'll strap it on. He, uh, has said that he wants to make his, uh, end of life plans and document them. Mm-hmm. And that it is put me in the basement with TV and vodka. <laughs> No, no nursing home. Yeah, because he fears they won't let him drink. Yes, interesting. You know, yeah. I've actually uh, come across a couple of different uh, reports or studies related to uh, the end of life choices that um, c- normal civilians make relative to what the, those that, that doctors make, and there is a um, there is a vast difference. Oh, I'm sure. Doctors um, having a great deal of exposure to ends of lives. Uh, and the sort of grisly. Right? What's that? They want to check the hell out. Yeah, right? they want to check out. Well, they want. They, here's what they say. They say, "Don't prolong my life unnecessarily. Uh, do give me, do give me drugs that will kill the pain." Oh yeah. And let and uh, let me uh, please ensure that I die at home. That's that, they want to die at home. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. Dying at home. Well, Dane, I I regret to inform you, you won't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you will die, and um, and, and by murder is how you're going to die. I'm positive. I could be slain on the way to the liquor store. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Dane. Uh, listen, I had a uh, an idea in mind. If 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 it interests you. Um, uh-huh. Okay, we have uh, we you know we've typically done uh, we've occasionally done in this this Put program. Cross chair. We've done a we've done a question time. Question time. Uh, question time. Question time. Edition of um, Fangraphs Audio, and I actually wanted to do a, a maybe a variation on that, uh, which is to say, well, first of all, I wanted to um, I had in mind to to administer. Uh, uh, um, as a, to minister for you, a um, um, a test, a personality test to see if you were uh, potentially uh, showed signs of psychopathy. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I, that that particular test it seems was uh, too long. It's too long. Yeah, so like it. However, I came across uh, in my searches, I came across a couple of other tests okay. um, that I uh, personality tests that are shorter. Uh, they all should be under five minutes, and I wanted to give you a chance. Uh, I, I was going to maybe n- name them, and uh, uh, and you could say which one which one you'd like to take. Uh, um, so one of them, this is this has a pretty great name. This is called the Dark Triad Personality Test. All right, I'm already drawn to that one. It says it's closely related. Um, 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 the three the, the, the three the three traits it's looking for are Machiavellianism. Um, uh-huh. Subclinical narcissism, uh-huh. excessive self-love, and subclinical psychopathy. Yeah, that says it might just take. Just find a lot of self-love for me. What's that? I don't think you're going to find a lot of self-love over there. Yeah, right. Well, there's that. Yeah, I thought about that. There's also the Rosenberg uh, self-esteem scale we could look at. Okay. Uh, multi-dimensional. This one's a little bit longer, but uh, just as appealing, maybe if more so appealing. The multi. Dimensional sexual self-concept questionnaire. 
I'm in. Okay. Um, and then there was the moral uh, moral foundations questionnaire. Uh-huh. Yeah, that could work. Well, I mean, did any of them appeal that's to you in, in particular? Did you think, or what? Um, what's the shortest runtime? I'll ask what I ask about every movie. Yeah, uh, this one might be good. Well, this is what I didn't mention, but it's part of the dark triad test. It's just called the Machi. Um, it's a test of Machiavellianism. Okay. You want to try right. this one? Sure. You're familiar with Niccolo Machiavelli. You're familiar with Machiavelli, yeah? Yeah, Nicky Mox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's a uh, test consists of 20 items, and uh, each item is a statement of fact. Uh, you indicate how accurate uh, it would be when applied to you. Is this about how I would vanquish my business enemies? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So uh, it's going to be a bunch of. It's going to be some some questions, some statements, and you say uh, strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree, or strongly agree. All right. You ready for it? Uh, am I answering this honestly, or am I doing a shtick here? Uh, how do you how do you want to do it? Uh, I think I'll do it honestly. Okay, let's see how it works out. Right. So so the scales strongly disagree, up <clears throat> to strongly agree. I got that part. Never tell anyone the real reason you did something unless it is useful to do so. Uh, disagree. Disagree. Not strongly, just disagree. Disagree. Okay. The best way to handle people is to tell them what they want to hear. Uh, disagree. Okay. And there's a neutral. Did we talk about how there's a neutral? Yeah, I got the scale, okay? <laughs> uh, when I come across a neutral answer, I'll give you a neutral answer. Okay, fine. I'm, yeah, right. I look forward to it. One should take action, one should take action only when it is morally right. Uh, agree. Agree. You know, there's a, there's also a strongly agree option, just so you know. I <laughs> oh, this is uh, curious. Most people are basically good and kind. Most people are basically good and kind. Neutral. Neutral. That's a tough one, isn't it? It is. You think of some people, and you say, well, yeah, maybe they're good and kind. But then you think of uh, Darren Ravel. Right. Or Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Wait. Why do you say that? He's a he's a good heart. No, he's, <laughs> he's funny. He's not. No, you, you you've tried to you tried to persuade me of this before, but he's just not. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. He's not. He's a little. He's pretty funny. He's not. Okay. At all. He's hard, and I'd beat him in a fight. And he's not funny. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. What's the word you're saying? Heart. Oh, okay. I see. Like no, heart. I, okay. Now I got it. Yeah. All right. That's not one of the questions, though. By the way. Imagine like your vena cava is made of turds. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It is safe, probably Vina Kava, but alright. It is, uh, safest to assume. Oh, Latin boy! It is safest to assume that all people have a vicious. What? It is safest to assume. I gotta adjust these levels, I think. What's going oh, cool. on with these? You there? Yeah, yeah, hello? Yeah, okay, I see you now. It is safest to assume, Dane, that all people have a vicious streak and it will come out when they are given a chance. Uh, strongly disagree. Strongly disagree, okay. Yeah, I do have to adjust That's these levels. Easy. I apologize to the listener. Nate, did you move away from your computer? It sounds like maybe I'm you... right here. Okay. Where Are you still close okay. to the computer? God damn it, Sistuli. I haven't moved. It's okay. your problem. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy in all cases. Uh, Neutral. Neutral. That's a tough one to blanket, right? With all cases. Uh, yeah, that's that's 
That's simplistic. Yeah. There is no excuse for lying to someone else. Strongly disagree. Yeah. I mean, how else are you supposed to keep your marriage going? Exactly. That's you know? exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't. No, I'm not on chat roulette. <laughs> See, there's also a difference too between telling the truth and um, omission. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. omission is what keeps marriages going. That's why, like, if she asks you an incriminating question, you just stare at her. Yeah. The way it becomes omission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is that in the bedroom? And you just stare. Stare. Just stare. Yeah. And go fix some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and go fix the roof. Yeah, exactly. Go mm-hmm. shingle the roof. Let her chew on it. Yeah. yeah. Generally yeah. speaking. That way you can open the window and let the maiden out as well. <laughs> All right, continue. Generally speaking, people won't work hard unless they are forced to. Uh, strongly disagree. What does that even mean? All I don't know. All in all, it is better to be humble and honest than to be important and dishonest. Strongly agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I live up to these, by the way. Right. These are your these are your ideals. Your, um, yeah. Comedian Louis C.K. would refer to them as his feelies. These are yeah. he likes feeling them, even if they're not true. Yeah. When you ask someone to do something for you, it's best to give the real reasons for wanting it rather than giving reasons which carry more weight. Uh, neutral. Neutral. Many people who get ahead in the world lead clean moral lives. Many people? Mm, no, so, oh, thank you. Most people. Most people most who get ahead people. in the world. Uh, disagree. Disagree. Anyone who completely trusts anyone else is asking for trouble. Uh, disagree. Disagree. The biggest difference... See, the, again, that was uh, anyone. It's a, it's a right. sort of absolute statement. It's difficult to... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah this this uh, quiz writer needs to fight me in the street. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's uh, Niccolo Machiavelli wrote it. Yeah, yeah, I got a little something for Nicky. Yeah. yeah. The biggest difference between most criminals and other people is that the criminals are Black? black? <laughs> no, actually, North African. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> no, the biggest difference between most criminals and other people is that criminals are stupid enough to get caught. Uh, what is what? The biggest difference between most criminals and other people is uh-huh. that the criminals are stupid enough to get caught, which is to say everyone's committing crimes. It's just that the criminals are the ones who get caught. Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. One of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. This is just four words, this one. We're actually pretty close to being done, too, by the way. All right. Um, This is your kind of personality test, I I assume. Uh, Four words. Most people are brave. Uh, Most people are brave. Neutral. Neutral. What is what is your sense about that? Is that bravery is sort of uh, you don't know until the, the situation calls for it? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people, you know, if their child is being harmed, yeah, they're going to be courageous. If they, I don't know, see an old lady being beaten, they'll probably act courageously. That sort of thing. At the extremes, sure. Yeah. Uh, other other levels of bravery, I don't know. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. 
it is wise to flatter important people. Yeah, oh, gross. Um, you just, but this is this is this is not saying. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, no. Well, I'm, yeah, I know. Agree. Agree. Yeah. That's curious. You rarely flatter me. I'm. Um, yeah. Why would that be? Why would that be? <laughs> hmm. Continue. It is possible to be good in all respects. Um, neutral. Yeah, I knew you were going with neutral. That. Yeah, that was a neutral one. Yeah, pretty obviously neutral. Yeah, P.T. Barnum. Uh, P.T. Barnum was wrong when he said that there's a sucker born every minute. Now, before he answer this question, this depends. That's not the question is it? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, you need to know more about. Uh, how many people are born every minute? Pete Barnum, I'm aware of him and his work and his comments. Yes, he was wrong. So you're so you the the, the prompt to which you're responding is this: P.T. Barnum was wrong when he said there's a sucker born every minute. Do you think he was wrong when he said that? It, is this <laughs> this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard? Yeah. Well, literally, yeah. There's probably. <laughs> Someone who is of a gullible nature, born every minute in the entire world. Yeah. In the entire world. So, yeah. agree? Yeah, I agree. No. no. Oh, disagree. Sorry. You disagree. think he was wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the common is wrong. I think P.T. Barnum was correct. Okay. Right, but it's phrased differently because it was just P.T. Barnum was wrong when he said that. So you yeah, disagree that he was wrong. Yeah, they're almost forcing a double negative on me. Yeah, yeah. they're forcing it on you. I just, I, yeah. Look at these other questions. It's not the only thing they're going to force on you. That's right. Yeah, like a <laughs> in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do this on that other podcast? I, I only listened to the first couple of minutes. I behaved like a gentleman. There's a lot of conversation on that. I, I listened to the first like 10 minutes. Not Actually, I wanted to keep listening, but my internet stopped, so I, I uh, and then I had to go. But um, a lot of conversation about your Wikipedia page. Oh, crap. Rolling French brown. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that, Dane. Yeah, you should be sorry. Uh, I don't know if you really? know. Uh, I, I was talking about uh, how there's a lot of talk about your Wikipedia page. Oh, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I, I uh, thought after the fact, wow, I should have pointed him to the stoolies. Mm. Yeah, you were just... There's a Wikipedia page that outstrips the person's importance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a subject for you, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see. It is hard. (laughs) It is hard to get ahead without cutting corners here and there. Agree. Yeah. That's not necessarily to say you're going to cut those corners. You just acknowledge that it's necessary if you want to get ahead. Sir, content from never making anything of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, obviously, hopefully, you are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People suffering from incurable. Di- <laughs> no, I didn't read this one. <laughs> People suffering from incurable diseases should have the choice of being put painlessly to death. Uh, strongly agree. Strongly agree. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Most people forget. Most people forget more easily the death of their parents than the loss of their property. What? 
Now, I actually know. Uh, so when I when I uh, what when does I, that even mean? <laughs> so okay, so say someone, uh, so say one of your parents died and you're aggrieved, right? Um, say in another occasion, so uh, you lost, uh, you went uh, bankrupt essentially, right? And you had to lose uh, land or other sort of uh, wealth. Yeah. People would be, the idea is that you would be more aggrieved by the loss of your wealth than the death of your parents. Um, so the question is, most people forget more easily the death of their parents than the loss of their property. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the problem I have with is that kind of phrasing. It's not like either one is going to be constantly on your mind 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a neutral because I think it's dumb. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could I could tell you that uh, from the little Machiavelli that I've read, this is actually something about which he said for a leader. He said people are le- if you kill someone's father, uh-huh. they'll be less angry about it. Than if you just uh, reach out and take their land from them. Okay. Yeah, that was his opinion. Now, you're done with the quiz. Would you, do you want to know the results about the degree to which you, you subscribe to the tenets of Machiavellianism? By all means. Okay, well, let's find it out. Let's I've hit submit. That. I've hit submit. Is it making noises like it's computing? It is, yeah. This is actually the Daryl. This is Daryl, the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, turned into a I'm a an infant Matthew Broderick. Let's see. So it says you've completed the personality test. Were your a question, Dane? Were your answers accurate and can they be used for research? What? No. Okay. No. I don't want to. I don't want to enable this no. group. Would yeah. you be willing to answer a few more questions for our research before you view your results? I'm clicking no because what? I don't think so. Email address. No, you know, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Here are your results. Here are your results, Dane. Okay. Your score was 56 out of 100. That puts you in the okay. low Machiavelli category, people who hold out for the goodness of the world and avoid manipulation. Uh, you are not You are not one of whom Machiavelli would improve. I could beat him in a fight, so who cares? Yeah. So I'm looking at it. says uh, there, here, here is a graph of how others would have taken – the score should not be taken as population norms, so the people who seek out uh, you know, are most likely representative. So that we base the eugenics policy on the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so people generally will score on this in the... looks like the high 60s, okay. generally speaking, and you've scored in the mid to high 50s. So, you, so you're so you not you're not much of a Machiavellian. And I think well, it's I think true... It's an error because I, I bet Internet hard men tend to take these quizzes. Um, maybe. I would also say, um, if we looked at your book sales, I think it's pretty clear that you're, <laughs> you're the worst, you're the worst at promoting, at self-promotion. I mean, I know that for a fact. Well, I'm better than Bauman. Oh, this is true. Bauman would be, I mean, he's a negative Machiavellian yeah. character. He, he will not even ask for things. We, we've talked about this, right? Like, he was inquiring. He said, Carson, do you think I should ask this person? About maybe getting a job? No, yeah, of course. Bauman, how do you think people get jobs? Not based on merit. You don't even have LinkedIn. No, he's a dummy. I love him, though. Oh, he's he's easy to love because he, you know why? Because he won't love himself. That's right, yeah. He's, it's easiest to love the people. Well, unless, so there are two sorts of people, right, who don't love themselves. Certain of those people, they act out, right, and they're maybe violent or whatever, and they, it, 
there may be they they demonstrate a sort of bravado right to account to make up for it and or yeah. maybe they have you know um, problems with addiction etc. Bauman is the other sort. Bauman, yeah. uh, I think Robert Frost he said uh, um, of liberals he said you can tell a liberal because it's the sort of person who won't take his own side in an argument. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, which I think is funny. Yeah. Uh, but Bauman, yeah, I mean, he, if that's the definition of liberal, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's Robin Hood. Uh, Robin, Robin, he's the sort of Robin Hood who would steal from himself to give to the poor. He's Robin Trotsky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so Dane, you, uh, so you're not particularly Machiavelli. No surprise there, I don't, I think. Well, what was your score? I think my score would be similar to you. I think we see uh, eye to eye on a number of these things. Oh, People have given up, you know. Yeah. I know because you see, because the it's a, you see the path to success, you see it happens, but you also see the sort of person you have to become to do it. And it's not. I don't think you're a hero, Dane. It's just that you say, well, you say, you know what it is. You were introduced to values at an early age, and I know you were because yeah. you you clearly are a person whose parents loved him, and your parents clearly had. Principles. I know. The, I know these two things about you, and that ruined you for life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. No. You no. you 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 are burdened by these principles, and they're deeply connected with your relationship with your family, who are people who seem to get along in life just fine, despite the fact that uh, they're neither wealthy nor great. I never had a future in high finance from no. the start. You know. No. no. Yeah. Oh. Actually, uh, apparently I've been told, I'm sure it's merely because it was the most emailed article in New York Times one day, but uh, oh. I was acquainted with the factoid, which is that apparently people in uh, upper upper brackets, upper income brackets actually demonstrate less empathy than people in lower income brackets. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, but, you know, it's not shocking. Yeah, I can buy that. There's a, I don't know what the cause and effect exactly is with, with that, but... Uh, yeah. That's like always the test where uh, you ask politicians how much milk costs. Right. Uh, you know, to do, do something like that. George George H. W. Bush not knowing what a grocery store scanner was. Oh. Oh yeah, right. Wait, wait. What does he not? Who shops? I mean, before he became president, who would shop for Bush? Oh. I mean, if you're I, governor, do you have a chef? If you're governor. No, George H. W. Bush. This oh, was, the the original. Yes, okay. The more patrician of the two. Yeah, yeah. Right. When he was uh, running, there was some minor kerfuffle about how he was doing like photo ops at a grocery store and didn't know what a scanner was. So, well, which, you know, I mean, that's what's so stupid about politics is how those things become meaningful. You know? Yeah. And so, does that really impede his ability to make policy? Or <laughs> Or be an executive, right? You know, come on. Right. Or does it? You're, you're saying does it impede? But I think the, the bigger question: Does it inform at all? Yeah, but I mean, seriously, how much could that really mean? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what a grocery scanner is. Well, yeah, I think uh, perhaps this is the uh, let the meat cake uh, line about which people are worried, right? Uh, is that uh, if you don't know the? Right, this is Marie Antoinette, right? When informed that the peasants yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. You may not be well acquainted with history, yeah. uh, Dean Perry. That's the part uh, that's before the present. Ah, yep. the war northern aggression. Is that what we're talking about? No, no, no. Anyway, uh, yeah, but uh, I think it 
whether it's whether it is the case or not, it, I think that uh, people are concerned about their leaders at least having a uh, passing acquaintance with uh, the cost of items. Yeah, I understand that, but I, I just think it's silly how this one little anecdote can sort of become yeah. the symbol for something larger, which I don't think in real life is the case. Right. This is this is like. This is a novelization caricature of a presidential candidate yeah. made real, which is dumb. Yeah. Right, but don't you think? I mean, essentially, so far as voting practices, I don't think what you're trying to get me to say. I think. Yeah. Do, I mean, I would. I'm. I'm sure that my voting practices are based entirely off of a um, a some principles that I believe I hold dear, but uh, which I'm sure are just a, a product of. Um, socioeconomic class, and then just like some some things I think are probably true, and yeah. then and then lining those up with the the politicians who are get closest to that, and things which are formed mostly by by anecdotal evidence, just like the sort we're we're discussing. I think you're probably describing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There's but no I, one. Who has, I I don't think it exists any person who has weighed the issues with utter and pristine impartiality. And then come to a conclusion. But you could, but the thing is, the thing is, what do we? How much do we know of of what there is to know, and how much could we possibly know? We have tiny brains, and there's a lot of information. Right. And uh, you know, at least I know I shouldn't be voting. <laughs> that's that's to me is, I'm unqualified to vote. I do vote because I'm allowed to, but I should not be. I'd almost like a benevolent monarch. Yeah, right. But the problem is, so you have one benevolent monarch, yeah? And that's great. But what about his dumb son? Yeah, well, then we kill him. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah that's the problem. You get one You get one good one, but how many bad ones do you get after that? All right, a benevolent monarch who lives forever. <laughs> you want an eternally – you want you want uh, Marcus Aurelius. Yes. And only – you want you want to reanimate the corpse of Marcus Aurelius and, and, and allow him to live forever. Yes. That's what you want. Well, Queen Rania of Jordan, because she's exquisite. Oh, is she, uh, well, let me Google her. Well, she's not the ruler. Her husband is the ruler, but yeah. she is just an exquisite, exquisite lady. Let me, uh, well, hello. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. Are you, is, I hear you sound like you're doing some Googling currently as well. <laughs> Did you hear that? I need to, I need to refresh my mind. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a, a she's. I believe I discussed with you that I have a running document mm-hmm. of semi-famous women that I find to be beautiful that are okay. beautiful called the Document of Sexy Ladies. Okay, <laughs> she has a prominent spot on it. Does she? Now, where does she for for you? Uh, talking about the uh, first ladies, uh, um, where does she compare to you? Uh, for you, I should say of. Uh, with regard to Carla Bruni, who of course is no longer the uh, the a- a- active first lady of France, but uh, she, she did... is on my document of sexy ladies. She is okay. Carla Bruni is yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I I would put Queen Rania a bit ahead of her, but they both cleared the bar for the document of sexy ladies. Now, who's that? Who is the? Uh... Um, is one of these uh, countries uh, recently with all the uh, they kill everyone? You know, and maybe Syria. Yeah, yeah. The, that woman is like uh, she has a oh yeah Assad. 
the wife there, she's like uh, she's involved in all manner of uh, sort of uh, fashion questions and whatever. But they're also, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, scary, scary people. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're beastly people. Yeah. 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 See that that uh, see uh, you know although I am generally opposed to monarchies. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie of Jordan is indeed benevolent. So far as I know, I'm not going to profess to be a uh, expert in, uh, yeah. you know, Middle Eastern politics and what have you. Yeah. Well, that's but good I, that we I, could. I find it impossible to uh, to be uh, viscerally drawn to someone married to a monster like Assad. Yeah. It is. It is good uh, that at least that we could uh, reduce this question of world affairs. Know <laughs> 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 this, world leaders. There is a level. At which you can no longer make my document of sexy ladies. <laughs> and it's not actually whether it's um, whether these things exist objectively. It's just whether they've they, they've come to your attention specifically. Right. <laughs> if they pop up on Google News headlines, <laughs> yes, that's right. Then I will remove you from my document of sexy ladies. Right. If it has been one of the article, the top ten articles on Yahoo News that day. If not, though, then it's fine. If I learn of your atrocities through BuzzFeed, <laughs> then I will remove you from oh. my human of sexy lady. This is what happens when you let an entire country of peasants, a.k.a. the United States, <laughs> when you give us uh, some amount of wealth and power. <laughs> That's it. We are just the dirty peasant ancestor, or, you know, prodigy, pro- progeny of... Uh, well, we are the—I well, should say—we're the dirty progeny of dirty peasants, dirty peasant immigrants. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, that could be a band. Yeah. Which one? Dirty progeny, dirty peasants. Yeah, dirty progeny, dirty. Yeah, it's it's a silly, silly country. And you know what's funny is yeah. that uh, you know I really only here in France I really only will have conversations with English speakers, right. and many of them are Australians, and they are also a people who who are really just the progeny of dirty peasants. Dirty yeah. criminal peasants. Dirty, pres- dirty prisoners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. M- many of them blackest of Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I don't. Uh, so, but I, I would not trust a word, a thought in my own head. No one should. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a buffoon. I know that. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. But, uh, Glad we've established it. Yeah. But that can't stop me from having a, and maintaining a document of sexy ladies. Who's uh? Where else do you? What's the threshold for fame, so far as that's concerned? Uh, it's a real, it's a pretty low threshold. Okay. Yeah. But if you well, just see like a hot lady on the street, she's not necessarily no, qualified. Yeah, no, I have to know. I have to know the name, and they have to be Googleable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It can't just be. Uh, Smoking peace. I saw it. State and Lake. You know. <laughs> yeah. At Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, nice. Oh, you should have seen this dame. <laughs> yeah. um, um, in terms of the criteria use, are gams? Do you take into account the gams of the lady? Uh, you know, I, I I I don't prioritize the stems too mm, much. Okay. Uh, not not something I'm drawn to. Okay. And how about mammals? Yes. Okay. But I mean, I, I uh, I'm very inclusive on that front. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're looking for mammals that are proportionate, uh, proportional at some level. Is that what I've led to, led to believe? 
Or disproportionate is fine too. But they make yeah. sense. They somehow they they are enticing within the context of the overall person. Yes. Okay. Yes. Case by case basis is what we're saying. Right. Okay. Yes. You're a real Democrat so far as that's concerned. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, that's good to hear. Um, should, uh, will you give us one other name from your document of sex ladies? Uh, let me see here. Well, I have some obvious ones like Jennifer Connelly. Uh, okay. Right. Because I'm a sucker for dark hair and light eyes. Oh, like like that, and that explains why Derek Jeter is also on the list. Yeah, exactly, and he has perfect breasts. Yes. <laughs> well, relative to his uh, body, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Haley Atwell. I don't know who that is. Who's that? Uh, she's a uh, actress. No, can yeah. I ask you? All right, so let's get to another question. Is um, does your wife know about this list? Yes. Okay. Yes. And how would she? Uh, how does she feel about it? Hi, sorry, my uh, Googling Haley Atwell broke my computer. <sighs> Dane? <laughs> Dane! Well, she's she's a hubba hubba. Oh, my, yeah. Yeah, lovely lady, is she not? What is it, uh, what is it, how, why are we drawn to people's faces? What What is it, what is the thing that makes a face attractive? Uh, they say that it's perfectly symmetrical or whatever, okay. but I, I, I like a little character, you know? You know what I uh, am more am more sensitive to than I knew is uh, skin, mm-hmm. quality of skin. Yeah, that's, you know, it's always, you know, mm-hmm. it's always a benefit. Yeah, I like skin. I mean, have you ever seen someone without skin? It's disconcerting. That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been to, uh, I've been to the Body Works exhibition, yeah. Have I had an opportunity to talk with you about, uh, a, oh. a, about a drug about which I'm very, very concerned, very interested right now? It's called Are we talking cr- recreational. Yeah, uh, sorta. Uh, yeah. It's called crocodile. Have I talked? Have we talked about crocodile? Oh, no. Oh, Dane. <laughs> All right, listen. Do Urban Dictionary. A crocodile with a K. Okay. This is a drug that um, is most popular and mostly confined to the upper regions, upper northeastern regions of Russia. It is a combination, Dane, of heroin. And paint thinner, and kerosene, and some other disgusting things. God, the it, Russians love to get wrecked. It is cheaper than heroin, but more powerful than heroin. But here is the rub, Dane. This is basically like crack. Like you yeah, the, but you inject the, it, and here's leavened with all this noxious stuff. Here's the here's the rub with regard to it. Here's what makes it more dangerous and scarier than than. Uh, heroin is the area around which you inject it your skin begins to separate from your body what the hell yeah have you googled it yet i'm doing so now crocodile the k all k's crocodile drug and if you go to google images you will be disconcerted oh i shouldn't have done that i did it again i did it again wow (laughs) what the living i think these are fake no, these are real. It rots your skin, Dane. Your skin falls off. You, this is miserable. Well, how have I never heard of this? So the reason I heard about it is recently there was a an article came out. Apparently there were a couple incidents of crocodile being used in Arizona, which is, would not shock you, I know. Of course it is. <laughs> we have Arizona, New Mexico. No, not New Mexico, whatever. Utah yeah. and Illinois. Oh, does it say that? Illinois now? Yeah. Well, the a CNN map and images. Oh, 
But the people, you look at these images, they're just very disturbing. That is. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Uh, but I, it's, I cannot, uh, no. it's, it's uh, I, I mean, they're like, they're, these are ghastly images, it's sort of things like you'd only see in dreams, you know? Anyway. That's not gonna make your sexy ladies list, I've, I'm afraid. Crocodile scare in Ohio moves sheriff to offer shocking advice. Get your heroin from a trusted source. <laughs> oh, isn't it gross? De- Desomorphine is what this is. Is the uh, I don't know. I'm not going to know. What the video tells me. Well, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's it's pretty low. T- Ugh. Are you looking at it? I'm reading the I'm skimming the Wikipedia entry here. Ugh. Oh, I'm going to be sick now. Listen to severe tissue damage, phlebitis, and gangrene. Yeah, you got to watch out for the phlebitis. Amputation and long-term users. I mean, the the good part about it... Life expectancy of users is two years. Two years, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is, I mean, at least you don't have to have your skin falling off your body forever. First reported in eastern, middle and eastern Siberia in 2002. You know, you don't want to do anything that originates there. No, don't do uh, that. People here have nothing to live for. I mean, uh, um, and the thing is, this area, Russia, uh, is um, there are no like clinics or anything. You know, I mean, there's some like church-run, whatever, uh, you know, drug drug uh, rehab centers, but there's nothing else besides that. Yeah. I mean, it's miserable. It's that it's, is, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, Joliet, Illinois, and St. Louis. There's been cases. I didn't. I, I had only heard Arizona. So I'm not going to use this. I'm going to stick to red wine. Yeah, there's I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to tell you, there's no J curve associated. You, red wine is safer than crocodile. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's part of your life now. I I mean I sort of apologize, but you know, yeah. this is one of those drugs. You know, it's stuff you see like uh, you, you hear stories from uh, the '60s about the way mar- marijuana was uh, presented to youths. Oh, you're gonna go crazy! But this is—you just show a picture. Look at yeah. Do you yeah. this person? This, see this person? This person doesn't have a foot anymore, <laughs> and it's not like it was amputated. The foot just kind of fell off. Drugs ate her foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's very bad. You, you would have, you'd have the first NC-17 after-school special. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, there's no way you could talk about it without it. Yeah. Oh, miserable. Very miserable. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, uh... That's gross. Not going to do that. Don't do not, it. Don't I do it. I am going to start dealing it. Tell your kids. Yeah. Hey, you tried crocodile yet? Ugh. Oh, who thinks even the, can't you just, I mean, if you're going to try to make a cheaper product, I mean, I get the, I get the motivation, you know, Mm -hmm. like with crack to make a less expensive drug, you know, Mm -hmm. can't you just mix it with water, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think actually water, I mean, not to say that this is good to put in your, but water in your veins is also very scary, I think. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. The point but I, just thin I, it, you're saying cut it with something that's not... That's not doesn't induce horrible death. Yeah, that doesn't just immediately kill all the tissue. Like some grass-fed cow's milk. Yeah, why not that? Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. not that? 
Right. Hey, you, you want to know something kind of interesting, Dave? Will, I'll let you go soon. Um, <clears throat> recently, at uh, Fangraphs, I should say, I, wrote, I did a post. I researched, you know, I'm interested in the, the fringes, uh, the margins of, of baseball talent. I did a work. I said, let, let's look at all the people, every player who's been released, um, um, who's be, who, as, who was a minor leaguer and then became a free agent, right? Yeah. And then I said, well, look at those, how those players did the next year. That's what I did. Yeah. So it turns out like there's a 1% chance or I should say 1% of the players who were one year they were they were they were minor leaguers, they became free agents. There's a yeah. 1% chance that they produced a war of 0.5 or higher the next season. That's not that's not great. Right. So notable examples actually came Stand from the Yeah. Right, of course. Because there's, you know, even if you have criticized the team for their signings, they generally get it right, and also even if a team does sign that sort of player, it's unlikely that he's going to be, you know, fast track to the starting lineup. Right. Right. So <clears throat> there's some notable exceptions with the Giants. Actually, they had the two best players by this: the, the best hitter and the best pitcher, Ryan Vogelsong. Uh-huh. Um, he left. I forget what team as a minor league free agent. Next year was very serviceable. Yeah. Um. There was another one with uh, oh Gregor Blanco became a very uh, useful player for the for the Giants uh, yeah. after having been a minor league player. Um, but so I did this study and I actually got a message on uh, Twitter from Ed Lucas. Ed Lucas, a Dartmouth uh, former Dartmouth player, um, oh. he he uh, he got in contact with me via Twitter. He said, uh, <clears throat> uh, "Excuse me, you forgot me." <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, I did a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of background research. Ed Lucas seems like a really interesting guy. He went to Dartmouth, yeah. you know, and uh, you would assume as a graduate or however much time he's done, he did at Dartmouth, uh, you, you know, he could uh, he did, would not necessarily have to stay in the minor leagues forever. Uh, uh, he could probably find employment elsewhere. Right. Uh, but then I got uh, back in touch with Ed Lucas. I said, hey, would you, you know, would you, would you have any interest in appearing on Fangraphs Audio? He's gonna be here maybe next week or the week after. I think he might have some meetings or something. But uh, oh. he uh, sent me a couple funny messages. He seems to to be uh, to have a sense of humor about his is career path. Now? What's that? What is he doing now? Is he still playing? Uh, he's he's, on, he's a Marlin because he because he produced in uh, in not that many plate appearances necessarily. He produced uh, 0.7 wins last year, I think. Okay. Yeah. As a, you know, I mean, he's he's on the right side of the defensive the defensive spectrum. He uh, controls the strikes a little bit, and that's you know, right there, that's the thing. There you go. Yeah. So get, there your, you, Ed, get your pension. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, Ed Lucas, serviceable ball player. Eddie Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's going to be thirty-two, so young, younger than me. I mean, uh, I'm going to tell him what's what. Yeah. In life, I said, listen, Eddie, this is what you have to look forward to. And he sound, his name sounds a bit like a 1920s catcher. And that's true. I wonder what his full name is. We could find that out on Baseball Reference. Yeah, you could, actually. It's well, a great thought. All right, are we, are we, uh, how, how are we doing here? Are we done? We're pretty close to being done. Edward, done. Edward Lee Lucas. That doesn't make it any less yeah, 19th century, does it? Eddie Lee Lucas. Yeah. Eddie Lee Lucas, yeah. Now he sounds like a killer. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And he's from Florida, too, which increases his chances of being a... <laughs> absolutely does. Hor- horrifying murderer. Yeah. <laughs> You know that of all... Is he from North Florida? Because that would really increase the chances. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is true. I'm looking here. 
I'm looking here because I know that uh, didn't Brad Osnes go to go to Dartmouth? Yeah. Because I'm looking here of all Dartmouth Dartmouth College guys. It says he on uh, um, Baseball Reference he has the fourth most played appearances, but I, I, I do not see Brad Osmus included in this. So you also you failed out of a lesser Ivy. Is Columbia considered worse than Dartmouth? Yes. No. Yes. No, Dartmouth actually Dartmouth currently or no, I should say Columbia, I believe actually has the lowest acceptance rate of any American university. So you failed out of a lesser Ivy. I failed out of the a lesser Ivy. I left by my own choice, Dan. Yeah, you failed out of a lesser Ivy. Uh, the school that has the lowest acceptance rates, uh, lowest acceptance okay. rates of any. You you failed out of Holy Cross. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Look at college acceptance rates. Let me just. Uh... Yeah, I'm not getting into a conversation because I'm ready for this to end. You want it to be over? Yeah, I want it to be over. I got stuff to do. You don't no. want to be here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. No. I don't want to stand here and talk. No. Talk. talk. How was oh. your? Uh, did you finish? Did you finish your pizza? I did. I did. So I'm ready to get on with my day, and uh, I'm ready to get off of this podcast. What do you got going on today? You're just uh, going to pick your kid up at school? Got to work the second shift for uh, Columbia Broadcasting Systems. Now, Dane, uh, what, ah, what was the deal What was the deal with the, the uh, this very long interval since we last spoke? What's up with that? Uh, your French schedule. No, not at all. Okay. I, how many, I emailed you no fewer than... Blank times. You fill in the blank. Last week, my wife was home sick. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do a podcast while she's here. No, was she sick because uh, she came across your file marked uh, router settings and it turned out to be your list of sexy ladies? <laughs> and she was heart 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 sick? And she wasn't on it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, no, she was sick. Uh, some sort of upper, res- upper respiratory. Is she uh, feeling better? Is she feeling better? Uh, a little bit. She's still. Your wife is a very reasonable woman. She's you know, yes, tolerant, reasonable. lovely woman, yeah. tolerant. Yes, very tolerant. I, but I, enjoy, I just enjoy how level, much more than you. She's just very level-headed, very easy to talk to. She's very a, easy. she's a, uh, an extraordinary companion. She is. Yes, yeah. I have uh, chosen wisely. No. Yeah, excellent mother to my child. Yes, yeah. I, I, yeah, I would not, not shocked yeah. by that. How many times have you made love in Paris? Um, do you mean like out on the streets or in in the home? <laughs> not not in the discotheque. I mean at your house. Well, you know that I live just uh, mere blocks away from the sexodrome, Dan. Yeah, you told me that last time. Yeah, so well, it hasn't changed. Speak of that at length. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you had sex with your wife in Paris? Oh, it's uh, you're cut, uh, cut, you're cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Now we can end this. Okay. <sighs> did you want right. to say? Did you just want to say? Uh, wait, let me make a note here. Did you just want to say again before we get going? Or <laughs> okay. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> I don't think I, I have thought about it, and there is no chance you're ready for this jelly. This compote. That's a, that's the French version. There's no chance you're ready for this fruit compote. Yeah, this compote framboise. Yes, that. Yes. Okay. All right, All right. We're, we're done. This will be yeah, up tomorrow, okay. which will be today when people are listening to it. You know what? I bet Aaron Gleeman has something similar to a document of sexy ladies. We will ask him. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Okay.
That seems something he would do. Okay. I bet he does. He seems to have similar afflictions. I think he had, uh, um, I think he, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he, he has uh, feelings for Elisha Cuthbert. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. I, I have a bizarre thing for Zosiah Mamet. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, are, are you an aficionado of the television show Girls, then? No, I don't, I don't have HBO. Well, how have you come across her, then? She was in some show. Oh, okay. That, that my wife was watching, and I said... Who is that odd-looking one who appeals to me? Yeah, but um, the thing you might did, – do you know the story about her starting a uh, – she started a Kickstarter account? I do not know the story. <laughs> it was – It better was, be pot- short. Uh, yeah, it was potentially the most narcissistic <laughs> Kickstarter you've ever heard. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, she wanted to start <laughs> one to make a music video for her band with her sister. And okay. these are uh, already wealthy people, I guess. Is, uh, yeah. She wanted 32000 and I think she made 2007 Yeah, uh, she has money. Yeah. Well, no, one's, no one's really worried about that. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference between Elisha Cuthbert and Elijah Dushku? Are they different people? Yeah, they're different people. Both attractive. Who's oh. Elijah Dushku? Oh, there she is. Yeah, she's, she's attractive. Yeah. Oh, I see. They're both famous ladies. They are. You know what's a strange thing to me what's is uh, these are both attractive women, but they're also it's also crazy the fact that they will just they pose just in their underwear. Yes, that is. Because you yeah. think when you see them, you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm seeing this attractive woman in her underwear. But then you think, what the, if I were with if I this was my spouse just just posing in underwear for everyone? Oh. I guess it's worth money. All right, get out, get off the. Uh, thank you, Dane Perry, for joining Fangraphs Audio. Monica Bellucci is possibly at the top of my list. We'll check it out in a second. Uh, thank you, Dane Perry. Nico Case, Bethany McLean, author of Smartest Guys in the Room. That has so- been Dane Perry of uh, CBSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Julian Moore, Julia. Uh, Fangraphs, uh, Fangraphs.com backslash not, aka not graphs. I'm Carson Destuli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. This is Shu and Kate Mara. Amy Yazbek. <laughs>